0: Hey there, it's Pastor T with another daily psalmanac where I hope to help you grow in the practice of prayer through a deepening relationship with the prayer book of the Bible, the Psalms. And today we are reading, reflecting upon, and praying back to the Lord the second section in our three part series on Psalm 78. I invite you to follow along in your own Bible as I read, starting with verse 25, or to listen. Man ate of the bread of the angels, he sent them food in abundance, he caused the east wind to blow in the heavens. And by his power he let out the south wind. He rained meat on them like dust, winged birds like the sand of the seas. He let them fall in the midst of their camp, all around their dwellings. And they ate and were well filled, for he gave them what they craved. But before they had satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and he killed the strongest of them, and laid low the young men of Israel. In spite of all this, they still sinned. Despite his wonders, they did not believe. So he made their days vanish like a breath, and their years in terror. When he killed them, they sought him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast toward him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. He remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and comes not again. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. They tested God again and again and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power or the day when he redeemed them from the foe, when he performed his signs in Egypt and his marvels in the fields of Zoan. He turned their rivers to blood so that they could not drink of their streams. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave their crops to the destroying locust and the fruit of their labor to the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamores with frost. He gave over their cattle to the hail and their flocks to thunderbolts. He let loose on them his burning anger, wrath, indignation and distress, a company of destroying angels. He made a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death gave their lives over to the plague. He struck down every firstborn in Egypt, the first fruits of their strength in the tents of Ham. Then he let out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. So today we continue our discussion of Psalm 78. And yesterday we looked at first in the first section those verses that talk about the importance of history and of handing down these truths. Psalm 78 really embodies the history of the people of Israel. And what's so fascinating is that as the psalmist recounts this history, he's really weaving a master narrative, an overarching story to the people of God, especially as it's revealed in the Old Testament. And how would we encapsulate that story? I would say that it's essentially a story of death and resurrection. The death, as the Israelites were continually unfaithful to God and suffered the consequences as they experienced God's temporal judgment on their sins, whether that be in the form of plagues, whether that be in the form of his wrath and his indignation poured out upon them, whatever that might look like, they experienced that death. And yet, time after time after time, God uses that death in order to elicit resurrection, now, not yet the true physical resurrection that comes about through our Lord Jesus, but a spiritual resurrection as the people, when they experience the law of God's wrath, then confess their sins, repent, and are restored to his favor. Over and over and over again, whether you're talking about the Israelites wandering in the wilderness and complaining about their lack of food, or whether it be later on as they go through the exile, over and over and over again, God uses those moments of death in order to bring his people back to himself. So for the keen observer of the scripture, and it's easy for us to say in retrospect, in hindsight, but for the keen observer of scripture, it comes as no surprise that ultimately when God sends forth his son in order to redeem and reconcile all creation, how does he do it? But through the pattern of death and resurrection. Indeed, this is the way that it had been, spiritually speaking, all leading up to that point. But then the true resurrection comes in the form of Jesus. All that preceded it was but a shadow, a foreshadowing of what was yet to be. But Jesus embodies God's redemptive heart to reconcile you and me and all creation to himself through that death and resurrection. Psalm 78 prepares us for the redeeming work of our Lord Jesus. It's a beautiful thing and reinforces for us the importance of knowing that history. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this pattern of your working with your people through the ages of death and resurrection, of feeling like we have lost our lives only to find new life. Lord, we pray that you would continue to induce us by your Holy Spirit to have contrite hearts, that we would repent, that we would die to ourselves, and then experience the revivifying love of your forgiveness. We pray for Jesus' sake. Amen. And now, may you go forth today as dead men and women walking, only to confess your sins, to repent to the Lord, and to know his resurrecting love once again. Go in his peace.